Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I am of course William Memo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. Good. How's it going? Good, man. Glad to have you back. You know, on the last week of August, man. Good to have you back. Yeah, glad to be on as usual. And also, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we want to thank you for um, checking out this episode, this latest episode of Sports and the Legend. On today's show, we're going to talk about um, the Yankees' hot streak, uh, you know, that just came to, to end tonight, the 13-game winning streak. We'll talk about that. I mean, their, their losing streak, you know, obviously the Mets are going in the opposite direction with the Yankees. We'll talk about that. Talk about, you know, the Knicks. Uh, Randall talked, you know, discussing his um, extension. And, um, you know, we're, we're also going to talk about, um, you know, what's going on in the world of sports and sports entertainment, WWE, um, AEW, with um, CM Punk finally, you know, making his AEW, his long-awaited, his wrestling um, return and his AEW debut and hinting at a potential wrestling legend who's going to join him, a former opponent. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, And what's going on, you know, the aftermath of SummerSlam and um, my thoughts on a lot of the match that went down, especially the controversial Bianca Belair Becky Lynch match. Uh can't can't wait to, you know, you know, express to you my, my thoughts on that match. Uh but most importantly, more importantly than me and Mac sharing our thoughts, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys uh, and ladies. Um feel free to call us at five six three nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three Nine 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 three five two nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. But um, yeah, man, I can I could just imagine Mac, man. He's just rubbing his hands. He can't wait. He can't wait until we dive into this Yankee talk. You know, let's <laughs> do this. Let's do this, man. McCall is gonna gloat in three, two. Want, there's like the clay. Wait, wait, you don't want to start you don't want to start the Mets, the lovely Mets. The high hey, power Mets. <laughs> hey, you know, you guys are one thirty in a row. You know, I gotta <laughs> I gotta give you guys your props, you know. Let's let's you know, let's let's get Drew McIntyre. Three, two, <laughs> one. Claymore. The you know, the Yankees they, they claim more the competition, you know. Unfortunately for them, you know, um the A's, you know, you know, beat them. What was it? The final score, three to two, I believe. And uh, 
But prior to that, the Yankees have been unstoppable um, 13 straight games in a row. So, you know, definitely they definitely deserve an applause and a and a and a hat tip to them. So, what's your what's your thoughts on this this Yankee ride you're on? A familiar yeah. Yankee ride you're, you've been on. Well, the Yankees, you know, they started off the year inconsistent, playing real inconsistent baseball. And we've, we've been talking about this for weeks. Um, but since the All-Star game, you know, they managed to turn it around. Even after that Field of Dream loss to the White Sox, I mean, they've looked unstoppable since. You know, they've won 13 games in a row. I think the most games they've won since, like, 1960-something, I, I think. Or maybe in the 1950s. I forget what year, but it's been a long time since they won that many games in a row. But, um, yeah, I mean, the uh, the pitching has been okay for the, for the most part all season long. But uh, it's been really keeping opponents off balance. Mr. Cortez and Jared Cole, Jordan Montgomery. Tylon is pitching much better, you know, uh, you know, here in, in, in since the All-Star break. The hitting has come back. The Yankees are hitting home runs all over the place. You know, every day I – I'm watching the game, and Stan's just hitting home runs all over the place, you know, looking like Miami Marlins, you know, John Carlos Stan. He had a 420, or was it 472-foot home run yesterday um, down in Oakland. But, yeah, man, this team looks like a completely different team, you know. This is what we saw earlier in the season, and they've got everything clicking right now. But, unfortunately, today, you know, they, they lost which snapped their 13-game winning streak. Um, the Oakland picture, what was his name? Uh, Frankie Matas. Um, he's now 10-9. and nine. He kept the Yankees off balance. Yankees didn't get a hit until like the sixth or seventh inning, I think, by Aaron Judge. Um, and we only ended up scoring two runs, which was a two-run home run by Aaron Judge as well. So we ended up losing that game 3-2. to two. But, yeah, man, I'm loving the way that they're playing. Uh it, they feel like that championship contender that we thought they would be before the season started. I mean, they're still behind the temporary race in the AL East, you know, by four games. But you know, at this point, you got to say that they might be the best team in the AL at least. I mean, you 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 definitely can't argue about that. I mean, they they've been unstoppable, man. I mean, they literally they 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 probably put a tear in. Kevin Costner's eyes, man. Like the same goes. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. And mm-hmm. man, after that loss, they they definitely they definitely built a winning streak. That you know, Yankees are are living up to their moniker of being the Bronx Bombers and being that powerhouse that you know you know have that always puts the target on their back. So yeah, now everything's back. To, to normalcy in, in the baseball world. Yeah, you know, they have guys coming back also who are, uh, which is, uh, I guess, a good problem to have. I mean, they have Kluber coming back, you know, in the pitching staff. Severino looks like he's com- he's making his way back. You got, um, well, who's the other guy coming off the COVID list? Um, the the dude that beat his wife. Forget his name now. Herman? Herman, yeah, he's coming back. So yeah, they got some guys coming coming uh, off the DL. 
or uh, or they didn't even call it DL these days. IL, yeah. IL, whatever. So yeah, you know, this will strengthen the team a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, by the way, I don't condone beating anyone's wife. You know, I I agree. I I second that. Shaking them, yes. Beat them, them no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're in a situation, God forbid, you're in a situation like that, just walk away. Yeah. Or run away. Yeah. Do not get in a situation like that. Yeah. Don't don't get into arguments with your stepfather at a family function. You know. That's what that's what happens to you. Are you talking about the, the K situation? Yeah, same thing. Like that's that's yeah. embarrassing. You know, you can't be beating up on the father of the woman you you know you know you you know you love you know that's yeah what's wrong with these latino men these latino men and their wives well these 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 baseball players man like i don't know you know these players man they just you know acting out so so they need to you know to chill yeah Was was oh yeah. So you can all this is this is why when I go to D. This is when. Uh, by the way, we mentioned you know uh, Latin men getting on their wives, but this is why when you go to DR, the DR woman they want to leave their Hispanic okay. guys for American okay. guys. Okay. You know. But anyway, but yes. Yeah, back to the um. Yeah. <laughs> back to the um. You know. Well, I should say, switching gears to the Mets. Um. Um, yes, the the Mets, you know, they've been, unlike the Yankees, uh, they've lost, what, four in a row, I think, four or five, maybe five in a row, and, like, what, 13 of their last 14 or something like that. Like, they, they've been in a, a downward spiral. They look like they're on the brink of losing another game. But then Michael Conforto, he, he snapped out of his season-long slump, hit a, a two-run home run. Uh, to to give the Mets a, what a five three lead, but you know another guy who was setting the pace was um was uh, Kevin Pillar, you know he had he had the you know a solo home run, um you know to um what was it to to make to when the Mets was down two nothing, and then he hit another home run, um to what was it to to tie up the ball game. He had a two. He had a, a two-run home run. Then he. Then um. You know they took a lead on the wild pitch because Sherman was pitching good. Sherman, I think he went, he went to what six innings. Trevor May allowed the run. The the um. What would have been the lead run in the seventh, but um. He he, he struck out um. What was that? um Soto. You know to prevent any more damage. And then Conforto, he he um hit a three-run home run, and that proved to be the game winner. So, props props to the Mets for one one day at least, you know, getting the win. Diaz got the save, and you know the Mets finally won a game. But it's unfortunately too little, too late. You know that they, they got their butts handed to them by the Giants and the the Dodgers for like 13 days straight. And they're basically out of it. I mean, they're 
they're never they're not ever gonna touch five hundred, even though they're facing now they're gonna be facing they're facing the um um the nationals and their their schedule should be a, a whole lot easier than it was facing the Dodgers and the Giants thirteen straight games in a row and basically knock them out of contention unofficially. And um yeah, this team man, it's like you know, let me let me explain to to you, Max. Since I mean, you you know you're a Yankee fan. You know, there's a, a a weird concept for you and um the 28 other teams in baseball. You know, how do you feel? I think we even had this conversation last uh, two weeks ago. How do you feel when you see the Yankees? You know, they you know they 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 just walk another Yankee and then now the bases is loaded, nobody out. What is your thoughts when they leave the bases loaded? No, when let's say you know, um, let's say Judge just got walked, and, uh-huh. and it, you know, ball ball four. Now the bases is loaded, nobody out. What is what is your your thinking? What is your your mindset when you see the Yankees? Now they have you know now the Yankees have the bases loaded, nobody out. Well, I'm hoping they score. You know, it hasn't been like that this whole this whole year till recently, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that they score or even get a grand slam, for sure. Yeah, well, that's normal. That's exactly what you what you should be thinking. Me watching these games is like, okay, they, they not you know the the person got walked, bases loaded, nobody out. You know, first I'm excited, and then I have like this light bulb on my head. I'm like, wait a minute, this is when they hit the worst when they have bases loaded, nobody out. And mm, sure enough, yeah. this whole week, this whole stretch, uh, this whole season for the most part. They've been when they have bases loaded, nobody out, or runners in scoring position. That's when they can't hit. Yeah. Yo, I, like I like earlier today, I saw I, you know, I happened to see a few seconds of a the little league game that was on today, and this little boy he had, he hit this he had he had a, a a pitch that a, a ball that just sliced foul. A and I had boy? Clip, what you said? You said little boy. Yeah, I happened, you know, to see the Little League World Series briefly. Oh. And then okay. there was this little boy who hit the, who hit a ball that went that just went foul. I was like, man, this this boy hit better than the Little League girls hit better than the rest of them. And mind you, this boy, I didn't watch. I only watched it for a few seconds, and the kid just hit a ball that was foul. Yeah. But like, it's just sad how 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 the Mets man, they you know they. You know they're they're in this huge they're in this huge slump, man. I mean they did get the win, and you know, m- you know most importantly, uh, today today they before the game they honored the best left hander in Mets history. You know, arguably one of the best pitchers in Mets history of all time, Jerry Kuzman. His his number. Um, number thirty six is finally retired with the with the Mets. They had a um a, you know a pregame ceremony for him. You know he was a member of the the um the Miracle Mets of sixty nine, the You Gotta Believe um, Mets of seventy three, and um you know a phenomenal pitcher who you know who's always you know in Seaver's shadow because of how great and dominant Seaver was. You know, but um, yeah, this this is the man who, who um, you know, pitched a complete game to to beat the Orioles in Game Five of the World Series. 
to, to clinch the, the Mets' uh, first ever championship. Yeah. Do you know, and do you know who he got for the, who who he got to be the last out? Who? Davy Johnson. Ah. Uh-huh. So the man who who would later manage the eighty six Mets eighty six Mets. Yeah. Was the last out of the sixty nine World Series. Wow. But um. Yeah, Jerry Kuzman, man, all-time great Met. You know, he's on the pantheon of Met pitchers, along with, of course, Seaver, Gooden, and then he's he's right he's right there. And then now you can say, Degrom is in that rarefied air. You know, Darling w- would be another one as well. You know, but um, yeah, it's good that he finally has his day and his numbers retired, like. He he joins um uh he joins Piazza and Seaver as the only uh, Met players to have their numbers retired, and it's a, a a great a great honor and for a man you know that is uh, well deserved. But uh you know, ho- hopefully this will spark the Mets to. Go on a run, but you know it's too little, too late. But you know, right if, now the Braves, the Braves are playing really good right now. You know, mm-hmm. this this is this was the worst case scenario for the Mets. The Mets mm-hmm. they had a they had a gr- good grasp on that division. Yep. Yeah. Then they all slid away as the Braves and the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually not the Nationals, the Phillies. Phillies. Say. Yeah, they started to play better. But uh, yeah, I mean the the. Mets offense, that's what kept them from running running away with this division. Yeah, Mets but, offense has been offensive the whole entire year. <laughs> yeah, if their offense was even, you know, remotely good or consistent, yeah, they would have held on to the division and would have ran away with it. Mm-hmm. Early on, you know, it looked like that was going to happen because, you know, Braves and Phillies can get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. But, so, Unfortunately, you know, I had a bad feeling if they were kept if they kept this up, it would, they would eventually get caught by the the Phillies and the Braves, and that's unfortunately that what happened. Yeah. Even though the Braves lost um, Acuna Acuna Jr., you know, they they still the, both teams were still in in the trading deadline. They didn't take yeah. the Mets seriously, and rightfully so, and they were able to you know overtake us, and now they now they're now we're looking up at them. Do you think the Mets still have a chance to overtake the division back? Nope. Wow, you don't you don't have faith? Come on, man! Hey, I, you gotta believe. I, what happened I know. to that slogan? That's what, I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. I know. I mean, with with the Jerry Kuzman, I mean, Jerry Kuzman is living proof that you gotta believe. You know, they they were a, a horrible team, and you know they 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 were one win away from winning the World Series. You know, but unfortunately, you know, that wasn't the case. They were facing a dynasty Oakland A's team, you know, that year. But, yeah, man, the Mets, they're going to have to do some changes. I I mean, Luis Rojas, he's overrated as a manager. Obviously, it's not all his fault because the players, they have to hit. But but a lot of his strategies that he he does in the game, like, it it just baffles me, like, it it's like on it's like on the level of, of of Mickey Calloway, like 
you know, these guys are inexperienced guys who, who get their first big league shot with the Mets. And the Mets, you know, they need they need a, a, an experienced manager. They need an old-school type manager, a guy who could think on his feet and not just have strategies that he planned before the game and just stick with it no matter if, the, if it's not working or not. You know, like, they need to make a move. They, they need to make some roster changes. They definitely, they need to, they need to hopefully, by the grace of God, get Theo Epstein to come over here and break our, 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 um, our curse, you know, you know, so we could, we could find, so there could be some, you know, restoration in the, in, in the baseball world. Yes, the Yankees are always (laughs) on top, but we need, we need everything to be well right with the world and the Mets. Winning the World Series will do that. It will cure what ails us. Bring the title back to New York, in Queens, where it belongs. It's been too long, since '86. Let me finally win. Let me finally see a championship. I'm tired of losing in the in the in the, in the World Series, man. Two times too many, but <laughs> you gotta believe. You gotta believe in the Mets. In 2022, <laughs> I'm still gonna watch the games. I'm still gonna root for them. I still believe orange and blue, but I gotta be real. And t- unless they turn it around offensively, they're out. They're done. Like they're they're done. Like they had their opportunity. You know, I keep it real on this show. I'm not gonna wave the palm palm and be like, yeah, man, they're gonna come back. Like like please. Peter Alonso was saying, you know, just keep smiling, you know. You know, we got this. You know, I'm like, you know, yeah, I would be saying that if they were if they were actually, you know, the offense was actually consistent and, you know, these pitchers weren't pulled in the fifth or sixth inning by or, or by um, Rojas all the time, especially Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker was pitching great the other day, and he just took them out, you know. And he's done that several times. Like it's just like he he doesn't have a field for the game. It's like he just has an idea in his head what's going to happen before the game, and he just sticks with it. You you you, you just can't change his mind. Like mm. bunting 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 when when the when the when when the opposition is 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 um has a defensive um stance of knowing that you're going to bunt and you still try to bunt. With a person who can't, who doesn't know how to bunt, and then they pop the ball up and just kills a rally. Like, there's like so many different stuff that you know that you know that questionable decisions he's he's made. You know, because he's learning on the job. You know, but to me, if you're gonna manage, if you're gonna manage in New York, especially the Mets, the Knicks, you cannot you cannot have a rookie manager. You can't have a rookie manager or head coach. You know, with all this pressure. You better have like a, a top echelon um, executive who's won titles who can be like, okay, I'm putting my finger on this guy. I see it. You know, for you to pick a guy who's inexperienced to do that. To me, you you have to have an experienced guy if you want to run those type of teams. You know what I mean? So that's my thoughts on that. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with that and with, with the um. You know, with the with the Yankees and the Mets, as we we go through 
you know, this uh, baseball season. Um, let me see. What else can we? Um, yeah, let's, let's let's talk about um, you know, the the Knicks, man. The um, did you did you hear about um Randall uh, talking about you know the extension? Oh yeah, yeah, and I think that's great for the Knicks. Very good. You have a, I mean, he's arguably our best player, and yeah, we have to keep this guy for as long as possible until he, you know, he's no longer an all-star. You know, for now, he's an all-star caliber player and could potentially, you know, get better. You know, we've seen him improve his play, you know, the, the past year, and hopefully this upcoming season, you know, he, he he's even better than the previous year. So I think uh, it was smart for him uh, to get that extension and keep him for, for what, four more years is the deal, I think, right? Uh, I think so, yeah, four, four more years. Four more years. So, yeah, it's it's all good for the Knicks, you know, because uh, when you look at it, I mean, he's our superstar player. I mean, outside of him, you know, there's no one else. So this is the guy that we're going to have to rely on to carry our franchise for the time being. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he can bounce back, which, I mean, he has the, the ability to, and then, you know, hopefully evolve when he gets to the playoffs, um, you know, you, you, you save money by by doing it. I think they, I think reportedly they saved, like, what, $80 million or so by, by signing him early? Because had they wait, had they, had he tested, you know, he, he tested himself, and wait until the next year, and then sign it as a free agent. He would have he would have been like a two hundred million dollar guy. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you just hope that um, you know for Randolph to become a great player, you hope he gets a better supporting cast, and hopefully R.J. Barrett, you know, mm-hmm. he improves as well. So that way, he takes that pressure off of Randall. So Randall can play better in the postseason. Last year, you know, Randall was almost vis- invisible in those playoffs. But, you know, he didn't have another guy to support him. And that's where R.J. Barrett has to come into play. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for- fortunately for the Knicks, they were able to sign um, – Kimball Walker and, and Fournier. So yeah. that should definitely improve their chances of, you know, advancing t- to the next round and having that great team, you know. And then, of course, they re-signed all the players that, you know, we, we felt they should have re-signed. You know, Taj Gibson, um, uh, Derek Rose, um, I'm trying, no, New Orleans Noel, you know. So, you know, they got the band back together and they improved by signing Kimball Walker, bringing a New York native back, and then, of course, Fournier, who, who played well in the Olympics. So, you know, prop, props in, to the Knicks. And then, um, you know, speaking of another team of mine, uh, the Jets, Um they split the, uh, you know, the um, uh, the the preseason the game that they they played um, uh, against the Eagles. They won. Well, actually, they 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 split the they um they ended 
with a 31-31 tie against your rival Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm pumped up, man. This is going to be a good giant year. Pumped up. We improved the defense. You know, we got the quarterback. He's coming back. For his third, what, this is his third season, I believe. I think and so. Yeah, I'm pumped up, man. We improved the offense. It's going to be a good giant season. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I That's think, Saquon coming back, you know. Yeah, I think both teams in New York have something to look forward to. Um, you know, the, the, the you know, um, like you said. Um, I think Sam Donald is going to have a good season this year with the Jets. Would you, would you think? <laughs> I think you Sam Donald is going to have a good season with the Jets this year. <laughs> no, actually, Sam Donald got traded to. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know. Salah, you know, this is his first year, you know, um, as a head coach. Anybody other than Adam Gase is an is a automatic improvement. But, I, you know, I love, um, you know, Salah's uh, enthusiasm. You know, you know, he 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 was a defense defensive specialist, and you know, he definitely he definitely has the pulse of of the you know the fandom. You know, like. Uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely excited to see what he what he's gonna do. You know, you know he he seems like he's the type of guy that the players will run through a wall for him. So, you know, they definitely need that change, um, at head coach. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see what he's gonna do, um, with them. And then you yeah. got Zach Wilson. You got Zach Wilson, um, you know, debuting and and then he's gonna be battling the Carolina um, Panthers. I think to start the season, if my memory serves me right. So yeah, this that's gonna be that's gonna be an epic battle. <laughs> Darnold versus Wilson. I mean, the Jets head coach here. He looks like he could play uh, position himself. Dude is like yeah. built. He could play like tight end for the Jets. He, he <laughs> might. They, he, if, he's a defensive specialist. He might. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, hey, he might see him on the field as a replacement, maybe. Sometime yeah. in the, you know one of these games. <laughs> he does kind of look like um. That Miami, um, the Miami Dolphins uh, tight end from back in the oh, day, uh, Jason Taylor. G- there you go. Looks just yeah. like him. Yeah, he does. He does look like him. Yep. So yeah, the Jets start their season on the road against the Panthers, the aforementioned Carolina Panthers, September 12th. Then they're gonna host the um, the the Patriots. Uh, then they're gonna um, they're gonna face the Broncos, host the Titans, Falcons, Patriots again, and uh, you know basically, let's see, wrap up the season with the Bills in Buffalo. So, what game you know, are you looking forward to seeing? Oh yeah, well yeah, right off the bat, I'm I'm really looking for, I'm really looking forward to. Um, you know, the Carolina Panthers game, game, you know, the season for the, you know, um, game one. And then, um, then you have, um, you know, they're going to be facing the, Bu- they're going to host the Buccaneers on January uh, two. So, you know, they're going to battle Brady again. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that that's definitely two games. That I'm definitely, you know, have my, um, you know, my spidey sense, you know, tingling to see what goes on in that game. So, those games. What about you, man? What, 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 what um, 
what well, what definitely with the any NFC East battle I'm looking forward to, whether it's the Cowboys, Eagles, or Washington, I think um I, I think it's gonna be a free for all it's gonna be a battle th- this year. So I'm looking forward to any of those uh, matchups this year. Oh yeah, yeah, that goes without saying. Any divisional rival is I mean, that's that's the that's what you zero in on. But other yeah. than other than your rivals, because obviously, you know, as a Jeff fan, you know, of course I'm looking for the battle, the, 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 you know, the Patriots, even though they don't have Brady anymore and the, the, um, excuse me, you know, the, the Bills and the Dolphins, but what, what teams are you looking forward to, to facing other than your, the, the NL East rivals? Um, you mean the NFC? Um, what did I say? East said NL East or something. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of baseball. And, baseball, and- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me look at the Giants' schedule to see what other matchups there are this year. Because, uh, I mean, usually the big matchups for us is usually the NFC East games. But let me see. You got the Broncos. You got Falcons. Um, you got... You got oh, the- well, the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs game, that that might be a great matchup, yeah. Buccaneers. Um, oh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, Chiefs, Buccaneers, yeah. Those are going to be some good matchups Chargers. right there. Yeah. Yes. So I'd say those two, other than the NFC East, East matchups, the Buccaneers, got the you know defending champions, Tom Brady, you know, giant nemesis, um, and also the Chiefs, you know, with Mahomes and that, and their uh, high-powered that's- offense. The AFC um, champions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, looking forward to, to those two as well. Well, that's good that finally the both football teams have something to, to look forward to this year. Yeah, for sure. And um, shifting gears um, to um, AEW, CM Punk is finally back in, in wrestling, and he's in AEW. Uh, what's your thoughts? Have you did you see his promo his promo yet? I have not seen it yet. I still need to watch a replay of that. But I heard all the commotion and I heard the rumors. Yeah, it's it's good that he's back in wrestling. You know, there's been uh, for months now. There's been speculation that he was uh, returning to either WWE or AEW or one of these other big wrestling promotions. But glad he's back, and uh, we'll see what he does in AEW going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, for years, uh, since he, he left, what was it, 20, what was it, 2013, maybe 2012, 2013? Because he's been gone for like eight years. So, wow, um, it's been that long? Man, yeah, time flies by. Yeah, so, you know, for years they were saying, like, he was going to come back to WWE and all, all all that stuff going to, you know, impact or and then after maybe for the past year or two, there was rumors that he would go to AEW. There was rumors that he was offered a contract by AEW, like last year, but he turned him down and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, you could clearly see um, CM Punk, man. He 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 looks like he has his passion back for for wrestling. You know. I hope so. You know, I hope so. Yeah, he's gonna be facing uh, Darby Allen. Um, uh, what you gonna call it in the upcoming AEW All Out? 
Um, yeah, when is that? I think the September five, I think it is. Yeah, let me see. Um, yeah, September fifth. Yeah, mm-hmm. let, let's you know, let's um, let's give a preview. Let, let's do a preview, and then we'll we'll, we'll go into um, what you might call it. Um, you know, our our thoughts on the 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 um. Which one called the Sur- Sur- SummerSlam? I'm trying to remember. I almost said Survivor Series. Ah, uh, yeah, they have a 20 woman casino battle royale for for a number one contender, uh, you know, women's uh, world title match. You got Nyla Rose, Tender Rosa, the Bunny Swole, Big Swole, I should say. Uh, the list goes on and on. Who can I see winning that? Who can I see facing Britt Baker tomorrow or next week? Uh, this is the the fifth. This is next uh, what next Sunday? Next Sunday, okay. Uh, man, who can I see her facing? I was thinking Nyla Rose, but then again, she isn't a few with red velvet. Um. I'm gonna say red velvet, unless if they have a surprise entry, like maybe uh, Tessa Blanchard or or somebody like that. You know, I'll say red velvet. Even though part of me was thinking maybe Nyla Rose. Now you have uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, um, who um, who who beat Kenny Omega for the um the impact wrestling title. Yeah, that was the first time he, you know, Christian Cage won a title in TNA, um, you know, um, since he, he left WWE the first time. Um, I think Kenny Omega is going to win this, even though Christian Cage just defeated him for the impact title. I don't think he's going to beat Kenny Omega and, and win the AEW title as well. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega or, or Christian Cage? I'll go Kenny Omega. All right. I agree. Then you got a, a, um, a singles match. You have Pac, formerly known as Neville, versus Andrade El Idolo, with Chavo Guerrero as his manager. Um, I'm going to say Andrade, since Andrade, you know, he just popped up um, earlier this year. I think they're going to need that him to build up. So I'm picking Andrade. I'll go Andrade as well. Then you have the big show, but now he's going by his real name, Paul White, versus QT Marshall um, in a singles match. I mean, hands down, it's Paul White. I mean, he's the big show. I mean, and he has the the, the size and height advantage. I mean, it's 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 not even up for debate. Then you got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers steel cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. I think what Young Bucks will retain it. You got CM Punk making his AEW debut facing Darby Allen in a singles match. Hmm. I mean, 
I could see this going either way, but this is CM Punk's AEW match. This is a high, his hype AEW match. So CM Punk has to win this. Yeah, I'm going with CM Punk as well. And then you have Chris Jericho versus MJF again. Uh, remember, I was telling you that I thought he was going to lose last week um, in the, the the fifth and final um, round of the um, the five labors of Jericho. Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. And now Jericho put put this stipulation. Um, this is a career match. If Jericho loses, he'll have, he'll re- he'll retire from entering competition in AEW. So this is a, a, a you know a career. This is a, this could be a potential career-ending match for Chris Jericho. Um, I'm picking Jericho to win this one because MJF is three and zero against him. You know, I think this is the time Jericho will finally get his his W against him. If not, then Jericho will retire in AEW. Yeah, I'm going with Jericho. That's it. Uh, then you have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She is facing against, um, you know, the alien Chris Statlander. I think uh, uh, Dr. Britt Baker will retain it there. And then you have John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, versus Satoshi Kojima. In a singles match, uh, I'm picking John Moxley there. And then last but not least, you have Miro, formerly known as Rusev, battling against Eddie Kingston for the AEW TNT Championship. Yeah, Miro, Miro has been uh, on a tear. You know, he's he he's um, reverted back to his his Bulgarian brute days in WWE, and I think he's just gonna destroy Eddie Kingston um, and retain the AEW um, TNT championship. So that's my thoughts there. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and by the way, um, CM Punk hinted on on this week's um, uh, Dynamite that, you know, that, you know, the fans have to be patient because – because he was he was he was cutting a promo, um, and then the fans were chanting yes yes yes, and he was like, "That's somebody else's one, but you guys have to be a little bit patient," you know, hinting that Daniel Bryan is going to make his AEW debut as expected. Mm. Wow, that's gonna be that's that's gonna be something to see. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might even have a Daniel Bryan uh, CM Punk match yeah. in the future. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I mean, because that should have been a WrestleMania match. CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan were like the the Rock and Austin, you know, of of their you know of of that their their era, you know, at that time they were the two top guys, you know, in WWE and WWE didn't use them well, you know. They didn't, I mean they've won titles yes, but those guys should have faced each other at a WrestleMania like. That that was inexcusable. That's that was a missed opportunity, like Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of 
missed opportunities. Yeah, let's 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 go into summer summer um slam. Alright, Biggie, he defeat Baron Corbin uh by pinfall. Of course now we know Baron Corbin if you watch SmackDown, he somehow won won the won uh the casino, bunch of money in the casino, now he's happy Corbin. So this guy was Baron Corbin, then he became uh King Corbin, winning King of the Ring. And then he became, you know, a, a bum Corbin that they've been, you know, criticizing him because he's poor. And then afterwards, now he's happy Corbin because he got his money back. Now you got RK Bro um, defeating AJ Styles and almost by pinfall. Um, you also got Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss defeating Eva Marie, and then basically do drop, you know, abandon Eva Marie because of how evil, you know, how evil um, Eva Marie has been treating her. Um, then you got Damian Priest defeating Sheamus to become the new United States Championship. The Usos and um, you know they defeated. The Mysterios, and apparently on uh, SmackDown, Dom- Dominic wanted to wants to go solo, and he was a, uh, I think, upset at his dad because he, you know, he wanted he wanted to fight on his own. Um, yeah, Becky Lynch. Now this is the this is the shock of the night. Becky Lynch. <laughs> Yeah, let, let's just go. Let me just go right into the thing. Because I'll be honest with you. I fell asleep with some of this pay-per-view several times. So I wake up, and I'm finding out, like, Becky Lynch is the new champion, the new the new SmackDown champion. So I'm like, oh, wow, Becky Lynch is back. She won, the, And then I'm like, she won the SmackDown title? Who had the title, SmackDown title? Like, I momentarily forgot. And I'm like, wait a minute. Don't tell me she beat Bianca Belair for the title. So then afterwards, I'm watching the thing. I'm like, And I'm like, before I'm, I, I watched, I rewatched the, the, um, the event because I fell asleep in it, watching it live. So I'm like, maybe, maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they meant, like, she... You know, she beat Charlotte for the Raw Women's title because I did see when Charlotte beat Nikki, um, in the Nikki A.S.H., which I'm going to get into that um, very soon as well. Um, but, yeah, sure enough, here's what happened. WWE lied to us. WWE lied and said that Sasha Banks was going to fight. Apparently, they knew for, like, at least eight days that Sasha Banks was not available, but they were hyping them, hyping up this match. And um, this is not the first time WWE has done this. You know, that they wait until the last day, the last moment, to reveal to the fans who paid their hard-earned money that the match that they were having it wasn't going to happen. So then Carmella comes, which everybody wasn't happy about, yours truly. Um, and then afterwards, Becky Lynch's music comes out and everybody pops, you know. And then that's when everything goes downhill, you know, um, Becky Lynch, you know, she attacks Carmella, no problem there. Then we have the um, historic and epic 
um, you know, pose, teasing of a future match between Bianca Belair, the, the current women's champion, and Becky Lynch, who just came back from giving birth, you know, months ago. So, you know, it was like, you know, if you were just watching it in the moment, you'd be like, wow, man, this is going to be a cool future match. So then, um, what's her name? Bianca, uh, Becky Lynch challenged her for a match right then and there. And, of course, uh, Bianca Belair took it. And then she went, uh, B- Becky Lynch was, was going to give her, like, a handshake. Bianca Belair fell for it. She got sucker punched or slapped. I think she got sucker punched. I can't remember exactly. And then she hits a rock bottom, which she now calls the manhandle slam, and pinned her. So, like, the execution was so bad. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna make Becky turn heel after she hit the manhandle slam and got the victory, she should have just kept beating up on on Bianca Belair to solidify that she's a heel. But because WWE did it so poorly, you know, she just looked like a tweener, you know, doing that. And it wasn't as effective as that. Like, they killed they killed her momentum. She basically got Kofi'd, you know. Like, she got her, 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 um, her, her um, first ever title reign squashed, you know, in a matter of, of seconds, like... Like, it's messed up. Like, what's your thoughts on this match? Well, I still, I was out of town when SummerSlam happened. So I still have not seen the full event yet. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to, well, you haven't spoiled anything for me as of yet. You know, so so I have yet to watch the full event. Hopefully by tomorrow, I'll get to see the, uh, you know, the the whole SummerSlam. But seeing that... uh, uh-huh. What do you what do you what do you not know about SummerSlam? Well, I, uh, what do I? Well, I'll tell you what I do know. I know Becky Lynch came back, mm-hmm. and she won the championship. Um, I know Charlotte Flair won. Mm-hmm. She won the championship. Um, mm-hmm. I know Bobby Lashley retained. I know Roman Reigns retained, and of course, we all know Brock Lesnar came back at the end there. So those are the two. Those are the things that I do know that happened. At so you know the most important things then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the most important things. Yeah. Okay, so then I don't, I don't have to worry about spoiling for you because if you didn't know Brock Lesnar it popped up. This oh yeah, you sent me the video of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I assumed you watched it. <laughs> you told me you were gonna watch it. No, I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. I'm still behind. No, but like that day when I sent it to you, you said that you 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 were gonna watch it. Or yeah, something. I was, but I I still haven't. Still haven't watched it yet. Oh, were you talking about the Brock? You talking about the Brock Lesnar Slam or the whole event? No, like the, you know, the whole event. The, the Brock, the Brock Lesnar thing. I saw, I saw that, but I still haven't watched the whole Summer Slam yet. Uh-huh. Uh Okay, let me think. So yeah, what's your whole thoughts on the whole Becky Lynch Bianca Belair match in the setup? Well, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out what happened to Sasha Banks. You know, why she couldn't, you know, compete. What happened to her? Sounds like maybe uh, something with COVID or maybe money issues or who knows. But, you know, she was supposed to be in this match and then she's replaced, you know, a, a, a day, was it a day before or the day of by Becky Lynch? So that was a oh, surprise. Oh, the day of. 
Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, I think it should have been handled better. Yeah. They did, uh, Bianca Bella did, um, you know, approach her to try to get a rematch, but uh, Becky Lynch um, officially went full heel and and said that that she's not going to challenge her today. And basically she apologizes for nothing for, for the, you know, sneaky stuff she did. So, yeah. Uh, let me think. So yeah, Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal. No surprise there. Charlotte defeated Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. Um, you know, by submission. And yeah, Nikki Nikki Ash like tapped out to like in in her title reign. Like, like they she <laughs> Nikki Cross man. Like she 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 got Kofi too. Like she got squash. She got squash man. Like. This was supposed to be her big break for her to, you know, as her first time women's champion, you know, and they just took the title off her by Charlotte. Like, Charlotte just keeps, she's like the Mandarin or or, or Thanos, man. She just keeps taking people's um, gauntlet, gauntlet, you know, stuff. So, I mean, like, even Charlotte, Charlotte was cutting a promo, like, were you guys surprised? And I think I heard a few people in the audience said no, which I agree, like, Shelly wins all the time. Like, you know, she's the Yankees of WWE, man. Like, <laughs> you can't be, you're not surprised when she wins because she wins all the time. Like, you know, unless if you're a Shelly fan, like Mac here, you know, you're not going to, I mean, you know, you're used to it. You can't, like, who's shocked? I don't think anybody's shocked anymore. WWE is in love with her. Yeah, she's a, you know, at this point, she'll be a 100-time champion. Mm-hmm. She'll be the greatest female champion WWE has ever seen. Yep. She's going to break R2 to record. Because R2 yeah, she might. Because R2 can't get a break now. Now it's, Reggie's, on a, Reggie's on, the, on a tear now. Reggie's basically groomed by Vince McMahon to be the next R2. Yeah. Defeats Seth Rollins by submission. Uh, no surprise there. You know, a great, great storyline built around um, when Edge was retired. Seth Rollins could have um, curb stomp him, but he didn't. You know, because uh, you know um, Seth, uh, Edge was insert, uh, you know, medically cleared at that time. We thought, at that time, we thought he was fully um, retired. Yeah. And then you got Bobby Lashley defeating Goldberg. Um, yeah, man. I mean that you know that's good. Go, that Bobby Lashley was able to retain retain the the, the title. Yeah, I, you know now that Lesnar's back, and a, and a baby face it looks like mm-hmm. you, we can have that potential match of Lesnar versus Lashley. Maybe next year, WrestleMania? Let's hope. Let's Hopefully. hope so. Because it looks like right now he's teasing that he's going to face Roman Reigns. Yeah. And then, uh, last but not least, the aforementioned Roman Reigns defeats John Cena. 
and retains the WWE Universal title. And then, um, you know, it was capped off by Brock Lesnar returning for the first time in what? What, two years or so? Pre-pandemic, you know? So now he's... um, He's a baby face now. He's not associated with Paul Heyman. And, you know, Roman Roman Reigns and, you know, the Usos, especially the Usos, they're questioning his loyalty. Roman Reigns looks like he he's chill, he still trusts them. So, yeah, we'll see what happens in the future with that. Um, anything else you'd like to say, Matt, before we uh, we head out here? Uh, I hope everyone has a enjoys the rest of their weekend. Um, and yeah, come back and listen to Sports Urban Legend every Saturdays at eleven, only on Block Talk Radio. You heard the man check out your show on Mac. Uh, check out my my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV, and come back next week and check out the next episode of Sports Urban Legend. With me, Wayne Mamo, and, and Macaulay Matthews. So, um, you know, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out this episode. And um, we will see you guys next week. Peace.